0: Hey, Pastor John Aiken here. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Faith Center Podcast. We hope today's teaching will awaken and equip you to live out your God-given purpose. Enjoy. Father, we come before you. We just give you glory and praise, Lord, and I thank you for this opportunity, Lord. I pray that you will give us ears to hear, Lord God. I pray that you will uh, touch these lips with the coals from your altar, Lord God, that no words of man come forth, but they all come from you, Lord. Lord, I pray that you'll prepare us, help us to understand and receive and and truly uh, let it find lodging in our hearts, Lord, the word that you have for us tonight. Let us walk it out each and every day of our lives, Lord. I give you glory and I praise you, you alone, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. amen. Great to be here. I got two Bibles. This is uh, my Bible that I preached out of for many, many years. Uh, and I was sharing with some people a couple weeks back as I was making preparation. Lord put a thought in my mind about my Bible, and and He said, uh, and then all of a sudden He said, uh, "You know, how many Bibles all they get to see is the ceiling every day." All they see when they get home is when they sit down, all they look at is the ceiling every day. And, uh, and, and when I thought of that, I was like, Lord, you know, and then he took me through a process. And, and this, this ain't to, to please understand, I am not a boastful person in any way, but it's the it's process that he was taking me through. And so when, when I grab this Bible, and this Bible sits on my nightstand, and uh, this is the one I carry a lot. Uh, sorry. Uh, but uh, this is the one I carry every day now. This is the one I carried for years and years and years. I, it went to Guatemala with me, everywhere. And uh, and I thought, and I was like, Lord, Lord, is was like, I have preached thousands of messages out of this Bible. I preached, unfortunately, hundreds of funerals out of this Bible over the years of my life uh, and fortunately I've put a lot of weddings together through this Bible done a lot of Bible studies in this Bible and the pages are very brittle and and uh, it's hard to read the red on this almost looks like it's one continuous red line uh, so glasses definitely help because if I lift my glasses it almost becomes invisible uh, but uh I guess they say that comes with age, wisdom, yeah. Uh, but so through this, as I prepared for tonight and, and I walk through the process that I've always walked through all my life and, and, and preaching the word and, and ministering the, the gospel is, is I always come to the Lord and I say, Lord, please, please, Lord, I need you. You got to help me in this because I can't do this and I don't want to do this. I want to know that it's you and you alone and that it's not me. And and so I, I go through this process. I get a little nervous, a lot of nervous. And uh, and and I and I'm just like, Lord, I I'm the, I don't want fear of the enemy, but I want to know that I fear you in the process that's before me. That I am going to walk this out the way that you that you've created it to be. And so as I get a 33 minute drive back and forth to work and home every day. And as the weeks went by and as they always have, but this last few weeks, I was almost nervous when, when Lauren asked me with so much advance notice because, uh, I have walked into churches that I know I've walked into churches before as a guest and sat down just to hear the preaching. And all of a sudden the Holy spirit falls on me, man. And it's like, my heart's beating out of my chest. My gut just turned into a knot and it's like, Oh Lord, it's like, pastor. I gotta say something, and he's like, "Oh no, go ahead," and 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 the Lord break it out, you know, and uh, and so as I processed this week, I sat here and I was like, "Lord, Lord, it's all about you, it's all about you." And then there was a statement that come to my mind, and I know where there's a song out there, and it says, "Let me tell you about my Jesus. Let me tell you about my Jesus. My Jesus saved my soul. August first, nineteen eighty four, He saved my soul." August 8th of 1987, he 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 put a call on my life, and I surrendered a call to preach, and and uh he has he has done so much for me throughout all these years of my life. And and it's like, yeah, let me tell you about my Jesus, because my Jesus, I don't know about your Jesus, but I can tell you about my Jesus. Because because man, my testimony is 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 of my Jesus and what I know and what Without a shadow of a doubt, I know what he's done in my life. I've seen him, I've seen the miracles, I've seen the the opportunities that he's put in my life and, and put me in the moment, in the place at that, at that time to see my Jesus in full action, in, in full activity. And and so in that, right? Now, We are in such an awesome, awesome season. <laughs> and being a pastor, that pastor to church for nine years, and a whole lot of associate pastors years before that, man, today when I was at work and, and we were shut down and sitting in the back hallway waiting for the sirens to go off, I, I took my notepad with me. And man, I just started the Holy Spirit came to me and I just started writing and writing and and there's one thing that and I say this from a pastor's heart and and pastor John knows I'll never usurp his authority or or any I am submitted to my pastor 1000% and I will protect him to the very end don't come to me and try to be negative it will not be beneficial uh or any of my pastors my my pastor worship my youth pastor uh our our the title that they gave him, the 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 executive pastor, uh, I will stand with them. I know what it means to have someone standing behind you and encouraging you as a pastor, knowing you have their prayers, lifting them up, and being their rear guard. Church. We have to be the rear guard for our pastors and our leadership and our eldership that God is putting before us right now. We are in a ramp season as pastor John. I never really heard it in that way. When I hear ramp, I think back when I was a kid and and we'd make our own ramps and and see who was brave enough to lay down on the ground and we'd jump over them with our bikes. Uh, But, but as I sit here and and I think uh, I wrote down, uh, think like Jesus we have to think like Jesus, because uh, one thing that kept coming to my mind this week was uh, being spiritually minded. Uh, we have to have the mind of Christ knitted into our mind. And, and the Bible tells us this in the scripture that we have to have the mind of Christ. And, and he tells us over and over again, and I'll share some of those scriptures here. And, and unfortunately, one thing that I wrote down that the Lord had shared with me was the church thinks like the world the church has become conformed. We're supposed to be transformed. But unfortunately, at this time, the church throughout all ranks have come to a place of conformity with the world and not the Word of God. Okay, I'm not saying... You know, some people are. like, Oh no! I'm telling you, there's only one thing that we are to conform to, and that is God's word and His word alone. There is nothing else that we are to conform to but God's word. He teaches, He tells us that He 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 puts that into us, and and so in that, when I started thinking about that, and and we see throughout the ranks that churches have become too conformed to the world's thinking. I mean, we we will accept what the world offers quicker than what we than we will accept what God's word says. And so in this moment, and as we're going through this, I'm, I'm listening to our pastors, and, and I'm seeing what's going on. Oh my gosh, guys, I, I don't think at times people, and hopefully everyone in here does, don't understand and realize the awesome position that we all sit in today. The, the the great opportunity that we are all sitting in, and the fact that we are actually being discipled from this pulpit in preparation for this ramp season, and everything is being put in place. God is leading our, our pastor and our associate pastors and our and our other pastors and our eldership of our church and helping construct and build an awesome platform and a foundation that that is being reinforced that it can go up like it's supposed to, not out. I'm not here tonight to build a new platform. I'm not here to create my own waves. I'm here to ride the wave that God is creating for us. I'm here to to follow out what God is trying to show us and walk us through at this time. And, And he is laying it out in such an awesome way, and, and to think that we got, so so for us as a church now, we're, we're sitting here at a threshold, at a threshold that, that, man, I don't believe, God, I pray everyone has spiritual eyes to see what lies on the horizon. I pray that everyone in here's eyes would be open as Elijah prayed for Elisha's eyes to be open, and see the whole, I'm sorry, Elisha as said for his servant, that his eyes would be opened, that he could see the host that was encamped around the enemy that was encamped around Elijah. Elisha, I get those twisted up at times. But he opened his eyes and he seen the host of heaven. All the angels that stood around outnumbered the, the enemy that stood there before him. Hey, church, that's what, that's what we're looking at right now. Open, open your spiritual eyes and see that God is equipping, he's building up, he's bringing in, he's building the full foundation to be able to handle everything, the numbers that are going to increase because people are seeking out God's truth they're looking for the truth and and they're they're coming because they're hearing the truth and and it's and its infiltrating the, and I, and it's a good thing it's infiltrating the our society, our community by everyone that sits in here on sunday mornings or whatever times listening to the pastor teach and as he shares his word and and we take it into our hearts and we take it out as he said this sunday morning, we take it into our jobs. And 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 he really ministered to me sunday morning as he was up there preaching and, and I was thinking you know Lord I haven't uh, been a uh, be, been uh, stood in a church since I resigned from the church where I was pastoring i uh, I went and helped the pastor for a period of time he had some health sicknesses and stuff like that and then I became where I just called myself the vacation preacher Uh, everyone called me, the pastor friends called me when they were going on vacation, if I could come and preach for them. And, and so, but I have so willfully just eagerly to come here and and sit in here and, and, and be fed, fed by the word of God, by, by my pastor and, and and be equipped by the teachers and, and everybody around as it's been continually building up and building up and building up to where we stand at a threshold today. I instantly, at this moment, I think of down on uh, Carson Center when pastor, and, and I was just visiting back then, and I visited for a short period and then left and went and up to a uh, little country church and helped the pastor up there. Uh, but he had a door on on the stage. He had a door on the stage that uh, up there, and, and he was talking about walking through that door. And that, uh, church, I'm telling you, the door is there, and it is being opened for us, and and we are we are being equipped beyond beyond our understanding. Man, I just I don't know how to proclaim that enough to you all to help you understand how fortunate we are, how blessed we are to be getting educated in the word of God to the level that we are being to be equipped through. Do you know how much I would have loved to have had this structure of teaching? 35 years ago? Dude, man, what could have happened? What could have taken place? What what I, I wouldn't have been teaching people, I wouldn't have been using the word of God to tell people why you shouldn't be baptized in the Holy Spirit. I would have been using it in the context that it was saying why you should after I received. And you know, and, and that's hard for a licensed and ordained Southern Baptist preacher. When, when the Holy Spirit falls on you and, and, and you and you begin to speak in tongues, and you're like, oh, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. God, forgive me. Forgive me, Lord. I don't know what that was. Something's wrong. Oh, God, forgive me. God's sitting there going, oh, my gosh. This boy is indoctrinated. Uh, but it took time. Then I said, God, you gotta, if this is truly from you, you've got to show me. You've got to reveal to me that this is you, God. God. And he took me the exact same scripture I used to, against people to show them why it wasn't for today. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Lord. And then I repent and I, I said, God, please forgive me. Let me go back to the people. And he goes, I already sent someone right after you. I already sent someone right after you to help them make sure they didn't get too, too off track. And, and, and I'm like, God, you're so good. And I wrote down here, And I usually don't use a whole lot of notes. My notes are written around the edge of my Bible. And it's just the thought that the Holy Spirit gives me when I'm reading the Scripture. And I usually put a little couple notches around it, and that's the Scripture I go. I know that's the Scripture. And I look at the thought, and the thought, and it all just rolls. But like I said, today I got to sit, and and I wrote this down. And it said, think like Jesus. If we don't, it's so easy to turn back to thinking like the worldly flesh. And I and I say that because this, when I first was saved in August eighth or August first, nineteen eighty four, I was on fire for God. I was just burning for God because it was all new to me, man. I just come from Chicago down here to a little uh, podunk town, Vienna, Illinois, uh, and 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 God just opened. I was just like, oh my God, this this is, this really feels cool, you know, and and, and but I, I learned something. For almost 17 years of my life, my life had nothing to do with Jesus. So six months later, when I wasn't at going to church as frequently, all of a sudden, 16 years against six months took precedent. And it was easier to operate in what I knew for 16 years than what I'd known for the previous six months. Now, I will constitute that to not enough discipleship. Not enough at some point, not enough eagerness for me to push in. I ain't gonna blame it all on the other people, on the other people, but but that I didn't push in. But I'm telling you, it's if if we do not knit the mind of Christ unto our mind as the scripture teaches us, and and, and truly let the, the the word of God just, just flow through us, because I mean I've got Corinthians and, and all these different scriptures and but it's talking about our mind, and, and we have to have the mind of Christ. It, it tells us over and over to have the mind of Christ. And, and having the mind of Christ, that you will overcome. That we overcome these things that come against us. And and, uh, and I wrote here on the back, because I heard this, on uh, it says, part of the brain processes anxiety, anxiety, uh, the part of the brain that processes anxiety and the part that processes thanksgiving cannot happen at the same time. And, and I was like, okay. And, and 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 I've known that somewhat because God showed me how to combat anxiety because I, ha- I had battled it before. I, God has truly uh, set me free from it. It consumed me didn't want to leave the house felt like I was choking every time but he's setting me free and and, and but my mind had to change I had to get I had to stop focusing on anxiety and I'll just use that word which is your problems and everything else and I had to focus on Jesus and Jesus alone because then he when I focused on him and I began to give thanks and, and as I share with people so many times I'm like hey when he starts attacking you start praising. When, when, when the mind is being attacked, you, you got to start praising and you're going to start going, Oh, Jesus, hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus, man. alive, No, no. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. You know, the battle is, is, is constantly there. He's trying to get you consumed with, with, with the thoughts of the world, the cares of the world, instead of moving on to who Jesus is and, and the worship and, and, and giving him the glory of it. So we can move on to the next level. And, uh, And I I wrote down Philippians, be anxious for nothing, uh, but in all things with thanksgiving, uh, guard our heart and our mind. And and that's a little paraphrasing there just as as I'm thinking. And, And it's like, okay, Lord, you know, this is what we got to do as a church right now. We've we've got to keep our 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 hearts and our minds on on Christ. And as we're hearing the word, we've got to be sure that we are allowing this word to be engrafted into us at this time. Uh, it says we are being uh, I, wrote, I wrote we are being discipled right now to think like Jesus in His complete fullness. If we don't apply the mind of Christ in this time, some will miss out on this ramp season that our under shepherds. And shepherd is or are leading us into. In another word, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. So pastor can lay out a feast up here on this. On this. Anyone that gets up here and teaches or ministers can lay out a feast before us. But if all you do is come up there and look and smear around in it, you know, we had a feast the other night back here with this couple's thing, you know, we had a shark board that was massive. I can't say the other words, uh, shark board. Uh, it was a feast, it was a feast for a shark for sure. And, 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 but if we don't indulge in it, what good is it? What good is it? It, it ain't having the impact that God is design, desiring it to be. Because again, as as I said there, and I used to break horses and ride horses for years. Uh, don't do that no more. Uh, body says no, uh, but but I can lead you up here, and you could you know the horse thing. We can lead him there. Excuse me, but we can't make him drink it. Pastor cannot make, or anyone that gets up and proclaims, or even uh, let's let's take this to the top. Jesus cannot make you. Receive this. You have to be willfully and willing to receive his word. And, and he he's a gentleman. He was a gentleman with me for so many years with the with the baptism of the Holy Spirit and all that stuff. He wasn't gonna make me do it. But let me tell you something. I love Jesus. I was on fire for Jesus. I, I was. Man, there was nothing that was going to hold me back from serving my God at that point in my life because that's what I knew and that's what I understood. And and, and I have said multiple times, and, and I look back in time and I say, God used me in spite of myself. God used me in spite of myself because there was times that I can, I look back in time and, and that's what I was telling Lauren earlier and, and maybe Chris too. I, I get in my Bible here and I look and I read all these words I've written in here, at when at that time, as I read the scripture and I started just writing what I, what I felt the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart in that moment, and, and you know, so this is like thirty years ago. So so I'm able to go back and I'm reading. I'm like, Wow, God! I see a little Baptist indoctrination right there. Uh, uh, I can read that pretty well right there at that moment and 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 I'm not knocking them guys, okay, please don't take that. it's just i'm I'm being real. I was there. I can say this from my perspective because I was there and and God led me out of it. No, they're not going to hell, but they're missing out on a whole lot, and they're not the only ones. There's people in here that assemble in this place that that are missing out on Jesus just because. They just don't wanna be with that that crazy stuff or don't wanna get involved in that that stuff. I'm at church, it's all that matters. It's good that you're here, but again, if you got ears, ears to hear. And in that, you're here, but we can't make you drink from the living water. Can't make you drink the living water, it's your choice. You gotta make the choice that you want to lap that stuff up, splash it on you, bathe in it, dive in it. Haven't you ever watched those uh, uh baptism videos where those kids are up there and 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 they're standing there and they get so excited they just dive in their cells and you know get the baptism, hurry up and over? That's the excitement God's looking for from all of us, no matter how old we are. Because his word should be that exciting to us. Uh <clears throat> man, uh, I, and you gotta realize I'm from Chicago, so you'll hear "man" a lot. Uh, but I wrote, I said, "Man, the table that has been laid out for us to eat from in these last uh, months, our pastors, elders, teachers has spoon-fed us the awesome word of God." And and I wrote there. It just I'm I'm reading what I wrote. I just wrote as it come to my mind. Rise, Peter, kill and eat, devour the word of God because it is preparing us for a spiritual battle, strap on the word of God, in parentheses, armor of God, and, and, and because if we don't strap it on and, and we don't apply the word of God the way the God's word says to, then we're going to be ill-equipped. And, and, and I'm here to testify, you can't come here more than two Sundays, and I say one Sunday, I'm, I'm not confident in the God's word that is being delivered here because God's word says it never comes back void so even just one sunday being indulged in the word here is is enough to plant the seeds and 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 to see growth and and so we've got to grow from that point and and so in in that then i i then all of a sudden the lord spoke uh said to me galatians oh foolish galatians who has bewitched you you know uh that you you've begun in 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 the spirit in in faith and now you've you went back to works? Why is it that you do not understand? It? It's by faith. You know, who's bewitched you? That you know, in 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 the in the King James, uh bewitched is literally manipulation. Why are you being manipulated? You're being manipulated from the truth. Why why are you doing this? Now, this is believers he's talking to, church. This is believers he is addressing here. And, and, and I'll tell you, if there's one thing I can compel you to do, and, and that's go go home, because I'm going to tell you my favorite book of the Bible is Colossians, and then Ephesians, and then, Galatians, and then Galatians, uh, Galatians. Galatians, Ephesians, and Colossians. Man, I love Colossians, and I got it written down here. Ephesians, I wrote, saved by grace, sealed by the spirit of promise. Acts, filled with the spirit of promise, filled with the Holy Spirit that was promised unto us. Colossians. Man alive, Colossians. Church, I'm telling you, Colossians chapter 2, 3, 4, and 5. You want to establish the foundation for your family? You want to walk out God's word in your life and in your family? Colossians 2, 3, 4, and 5. And that's not the first three verses or the first, that's chapter 2, 3, 4, and 5. And and, and I'll be honest with you, a few weeks back when I was sitting here in preparation for this, I got so nervous and, and got overly anxious and I'm like God it's not about me it's not about me and you know what then the Lord said it's not about them either it's about Jesus we're here to exalt Jesus not myself I'm not here to exalt you yes right at the moment it's probably sounding a little bit cheerleaderish. ish and and, you know, pep rally here, but, but that, you know, it's, we can do that. You know, that's good. It's, it's God's word. We're, it's about exalting our Messiah, our lead, our our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And, and, uh, and, but in that, I wrote down there, who are we in Christ in, in Colossians? And, uh, and I'll flip over here because man, I've had so much scripture when Lauren Lauren was reading that scripture. I've read that scripture this week multiple times, multiple times. Uh, uh, And here in Galatians, I wrote down, if you do this, I will do this. We do that to God a lot. God, if you will do this, I will do this. Who are we? Who are we? (laughs) Ephesians... I love the book. I got Peter. I got Colossians. I always lose Colossians. It gets stuck in between here. When I, when I first was asked and, and I was thinking through my brain and, and then I just started thinking on different stuff and then all of a sudden uh, the Lord uh, spoke that to me. You know, it's not about you. And it's not about them. And then that's where I wrote, then I wrote down that statement. Let me tell you about my Jesus. Let me tell you about my Jesus. And then he took me into the book of Colossians. And and I started reading Colossians. And at one point, that's all I was going to do. I was going to come in here, open in prayer, and read the first five chapters of Colossians. And go, that's it. (laughs) That's it nothing more to be spoken you all walk out of here and live by that one try to fulfill that the first five chapters of Colossians it's 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 so powerful the book of Colossians is and and if you've never taken the time to just really indulge in it I would I would encourage you I got written here can you say follow me Paul did so why can't we do it It's because we are not willing to put on the new man. What it takes to to say, follow me. Second chapter of Colossians. For I want you to know, verse 1, what a great conflict I have for you and those in Laodicea. And I know everyone has a different way to pronounce that. And for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh. Now this is Paul speaking that their hearts may be encouraged being knit together in love and and attaining to all riches of the full assurance of understanding to the knowledge of the mystery of God, both of the Father and of Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Know this, I say, lest anyone should deceive you with persuasive words." The world is full of them. Every corner. There are people that will even use this scripture, and that's usually when they're using the Bible and they're deceiving you, it's usually referred to as an occult because they're using the scripture, but they're deceiving you and taking you in a different direction. It says, uh, verse 4, Now this I say, lest anyone should deceive you with persuasive words. For though I am absent in the flesh, yet I am with you in spirit, rejoicing I'm sorry, rejoicing to see your good order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. And and in the scripture, I've come back all the way around. One thing I learned in all my years of preaching is God will preach two to three messages to me in preparation for me to stand up and share his word with you. So, so don't think I'm the one, and I guarantee you, Pastor John, and everyone that's in here that's being led by the Spirit, when they, the Lord is always identifying within me or them prior to even, because I know this is what happens. Oh, he thinks he's so good, you know, he's, he's a pastor, so he ain't got no problem that he can sit here and tell me all about how bad I am. No, God already took care of that. God has been ministering to him. And if he's sensitive to the Spirit, he's, he's allowing the Lord to continually minister to him in this. And, and, and so he comes prepared. As so many scriptures I read this week, uh, he's been prepared and called to come and proclaim the gospel. To proclaim the truth to you at this time. Uh, As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. Rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. Beware, lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the traditions of men. According to the basic principles of the world and not according to Christ. Do you guys understand what this Bible means? Man, you have to be willing to take this Bible. And at one point, I, I thought I wrote it down, but it just must have been in my mind. And, and that is, we have to feast on this, like, like the manna that was given, and, and, and this is manna, and, and, and the word of God is the bread of life, and we have to feast on it. I mean, I mean if there's anything you can overindulge in, it's the bread of life because you know what? You're just going to get spiritually stronger and spiritually stronger. And, and people say, well, yeah, well you're, you're going to be so, so religious that you don't even understand. No, I ain't, this ain't nothing about religion. I done threw that out the door a long time ago. I had a pastor tell me uh, when I was walking through the process, he said, uh, forget everything man told you. Open the word of God and say, Jesus if it's for me, I want it. Help me and minister this to me and let me receive your word in your context, not man's context. Let me receive the truth in the wholeness that you have designed this to be. And Colossians really throws it all together. Uh, it says, uh, beware lest anyone... Cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the traditions of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him. Rewind, verse 10, 2nd Colossians, verse 10, second chapter of Colossians, verse 10, and you are complete in in him who is the head of all principality and power. You all and me are what? We are complete in Christ. And that is one thing I have rejoiced so much over in the recent recent months, and not that it wasn't before. It's just it's while watching how it's really ramping up. Because I asked God, I said, God, I want to come in here and build upon what my pastors are teaching and preaching. And my elders are are written forward here. I want to build upon that. Because, again, I'm not over here trying to build another platform. I'm here to, to exalt what Christ is doing. I'm here to say, hey, I want to be a part of this. Not, hey, anybody want to come over here and join me? I, I don't really agree with all that. Whoa we need to walk in the word of god that we know that we are walking in his truth and his leadership and his guidance and that we understand that in him we are complete we are complete it's it's and i want to say it correctly but but it's like everything it, it is finished i am full in christ i i, I have every I, I am fully forgiven i am fully delivered i am fully filled with, with Jesus. I, I, I strive to walk my life every single day that if you see me right now, you come to my place of business uh, where I'm the transportation manager and, and you walk in that door, you, number one, this is clothes I wear. I wear it all the time. If, uh, Kyle, Kyle Monroe was here. He's like, yep. See, I knew that. Uh, we're just saying he's got the same seven outfits. Uh, I'm not worried about changing for, for anybody unless Jesus tells me to do something different. Then I'm doing it because I have been on the chastisement side of God when I didn't listen to him. I have, and I have used it this way, and God forgive me, uh, and I, as I, time went on, but I'm going to share it. I always said, you ever get smacked in the back of the head by God? You're picking yourself up off the ground, getting your face out of the dung, going... <laughs> What in the world? Sorry, I didn't mean to spit on y'all. Uh, what just happened? And I'm like, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me for getting in your way. Forgive me for thinking this is something I'm doing. Forgive me, Lord, that I, that I, that, that I didn't shine the light on you. Because, man, everyone in here, it should be pointing to Christ and Christ alone. But in that, he is in me. And there's so many scriptures because I told Lauren I could. I think I got about 20 messages in this last week, especially just in the last week. It's like, man, I got 20 messages. I got a series of messages here. Uh, But I was just like, and then then the power or the power went out a little bit, and then the storm and everything. I'm like, dude, if they if they call and say church is canceled tonight, I'm going over to Pastor John's house. (laughs) And I got to share what God has been speaking to me because if it's not for them, then I got to give it to pastor so he can do whatever he's got to do with it, you know, as when he's called me a time or two and said, hey, I got something for you. It might be the Chinese food, but, you know, here it is. And, and, uh, uh, and I did have Chinese food this morning or for lunch, so it could be the Chinese food. But, uh, but the Lord has continually given me a confirming in my spirit today. I was sharing with uh, Chris, I believe, uh, I think it's Chris I said, but all the way home today, my 33-minute drive home, was was drenched in praying in the Spirit. I prayed in the Spirit all the way home. And please, when I share these things, I'm not saying this for boasting purposes, okay? I'm just saying that God was ministering to me, and I couldn't even begin to contemplate putting English words out of my mouth. He was ministering to me. He was equipping me. He was, you know, when I don't know how to pray, he prays. And and, and he was a praying. And and I don't know what all got taken care of, but I know it got taken care of. I know for a fact it got taken care of. Now, I know he got me home safely. I don't remember half the distance of the road. I know he got me there safely Uh, because I was praying to him (laughs) And, and, and convening with him and and recently uh, with work, I had to take a trip and the wife was reading a book through that time and and it's Smith Wigglesworth, one of his books. And I've read a lot of stuff over the years on Smith. And, and one thing I just, God, one thing he says in there is just, there are so many times he's walked up and prayed for people and all he could say was, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And whew, man, I, I was driving down the road, and I'm like, Jesus, Jesus, oh, I gotta drive, I gotta drive. His presence is so real. And I guess what I try to encourage and put upon you is, don't cut him short. Don't cut yourself short. Reach out. Allow yourself to have the that intimate relationship with God. Have your allow yourself to be able to interact with 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 God in a way that you've never experienced Him. If He starts causing you to tingle, say, Jesus, let it come. Bring it on, yo, know, bring it on. Here's the funnel. Pour it in. Fill it full. And pray that for other people. If you got it, pray it for the person standing beside you. Say, oh, Jesus, fill them. Get them. Get them, Lord, because they're missing out. They're missing out on the equipping and the ability and, the, and just the, the awesome presence of God. And, and, uh, verse 11, in him, you were also circumcised with the circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of the, of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ buried with him in baptism in which you also were raised with him through faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead and you being dead in your trespasses and the, and you being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. I'll, I'll go back. Having forgiven you all trespasses. Please get that down in your heart. So when the enemy, Satan, and his, and his, and his, his minions, peons, whatever you want to refer to them, they come around, and they try to bring to remembrance the, the junk that you did or, or, or what you, you know, garbage. You, dude, Jesus says, I am righteous in Him. It's not me, it's, it's Jesus. It's Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. That's, I, I mean, without Jesus, man, we ain't nothing. For Him, by Him, and through Him, all things were created. Praise God. Uh, Verse 13, and you being dead in your trespasses and, oh, I I got that reflection on my glasses. Uh, 14, having wiped out the handwriting of the requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. Having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. So let no one judge you in food or in drink, regarding a festival or a new moon or a Sabbath, which are a shadow of things to come, but the, but the substance is of Christ. Let no one cheat you of your reward, taking delight in false humility and worship of angels, intruding into those things which he has not seen, vainly puffed up by his, flesh, by his fleshly mind, and not holding fast to the head for whom all the body, nourished and knit together by joints and ligaments, grow with the increase that is from God. Therefore, if you died with Christ from the basic principles of the world, why, as though living in the world, do you subject yourselves to regulations? Do not touch, do not taste, do not handle, which all concern things which perish with the using, according to the commandments and doctrines of men. These things indeed have the appearance of wisdom in self-imposed religion. False humility and neglect of the body, but we we are of no value against the indulgence of the flesh. Chapter 3. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on the things on the things above, not on the things on the earth, for you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Therefore, put to death your members which are on earth, fornication, uncleanliness, passion, evil desire, covetousness, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience in which you yourselves once, once walked when you lived in them. But now you yourselves are to put off all these, Ooh, here it comes guys, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth, do not lie to one another, since you have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. Whew. I'm telling you, that's why I was going to come in here and just open a prayer and read these, these, these four or five chapters of Colossians and then close my Bible and say, hey, you guys deal with it. Y'all deal with it. Because it's it, It's plain it's plain and simple and, and and you know and we can we can keep on going. But but I but I always love this part down here. Uh you can't leave this out. I no, that's verse eleven. Uh where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcised nor uncircumcised, barbarian skith, slave nor free, but Christ is all and in all. Verse 12. Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so also you might do. No, it says must do. There is no option in this, people. It's amazing how many times we make an option out of it, but there is no option in this. Uh, With one another, uh, fourteen. Thank you, guys. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. You know what the Greek word there bond is? Ligaments. It means ligaments. It means tied together. You know what's holding me together? (laughs) Thank good Lord, is ligaments. Is ligaments. You ever have anybody in here ever had a ligament get blown? You find out real quick things go haywire. Things ain't going the way they're supposed to be going. But but the word bond, in other words, too, is like super glue. But uh, I, I wrote over here, and this was from a long time ago it holds the body together. Uh, and so many times we don't understand. And I and I always share this when it talks about all the parts of God. Every, you know, every the body as a whole is all God. And I always I've always said this for many years in my family. My wife and then already know what I'm going to say. But even the hairs on your big toe have a purpose in the body. They're there. They're there. So so. But I always say that you know, tongue in cheek. You know, just but the whole body, all the body has a purpose. And, and where this body of believers is going, where God is leading us to right now, the body needs to be bonded together in unity. And that unity is in Christ and Christ alone for the process that is before us and the walk that is before us to walk out. To see God begin to manifest as pastors teaching about spiritual gifts. Oh my gosh, I wish I had more knowledge of that in those first years. I probably would have got kicked out of my church. But, but hey, it's truth. The, the, the being educated, being, so you're not ignorant to, to the truth. That, that you're being brought into the full knowledge of the word of God. In its full entirety, in its full context, saying, hey, we can operate in these things we can we can walk in these gifts we can see them manifested in our presence and 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 as i'm reading the book with uh, smith wigglesworth uh dude man that dude he's from over in uk and it is amazing. And these are recorded. These are documented. This is this isn't just some book some guy threw together and wanted everybody to think it was good. No, this is documented. This is this is secured stuff. Witnesses have confirmed it. Just like Jesus was confirmed, these have been confirmed what he did. He raised the dead, healed the sick. I mean, just unbelievable. And 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 I say to God, I want every prayer of mine to be answered. I want every prayer of mine to be answered when it's prayed in the context of the scripture. In the context of this scripture, if I pray, and guess what? When you're walking in Christ, and you're unified with Christ, in him and in him alone, and you understand him, you know how to pray. Now, man may convince you or or bring guilt upon you to pray a certain way. I know that I've operated under that, but then God come in and said, "Hey, you can do this." And and I, and I share this for this factor is, I have seen a couple of weeks ago uh, over here. Shane and Kara had a uh, a couple of friends come in. Uh, Josh Wood and his wife, and and that's a gift within itself. But but when I was pastoring the church up in Pleasant Ridge, Josh Wood come uh, up the center aisle of the church that day. And stood and said, I'm going back to St. Louis. They gave me six days to live. He had, Julianne ain't here. she probably speak it. She knows more of it. She was really good friends with Josh. Uh, still is. Uh, but he had the Philadelphia chromosome. And it was blasted and whatever, all that stuff goes on. He had six days to live. He come up before the church. We anointed him with oil. And man, the Holy Spirit was all over me that day. And and just, I was like, Josh, I'm telling you, man, the Lord's telling me you're good. You're good. It's, a, But I said, he's telling me it's a process, but you're good. And so he went through all the treatments. That was at 16 years old. If she comes back in here, she can correct me. Uh, that was at 16 years old. He's a grown man now. He's in his 30s, uh, has a wife, and two miracles. He has two children that he was never, ever going to have because of the chemo, the radiations, everything killed the reproductive process. And they told him, they they said, you got nothing. So what is believing in God and asking and praying the prayer of faith happens? We see miracles. We heard about it the other day with uh, the lawyer guy, Joe Neely. We've seen so many different things at different times. And God is just continually wanting to show his presence in us, through us, and around us if we're willing to let go and let God. Stop worrying about the people around you. Stop worrying what someone's going to think about you. What does it matter, man? Jesus is your, is, is a, they used to have a shirt, audience of one. I worship for an audience of one. You know, why, why are we worried about everybody else? Because that's the way we've been nurtured within this world. It's it's the conformity of our minds to the way this world operates. We conform. We conform in dress style. Mine may not be like most others. It's usually earth tones. I, I like to blend in. Uh, <laughs> I like earth tones. If it's colored, it's because my wife bought it for me and I got to wear it. Uh, otherwise, it's going to be earth tone. <laughs> I like earth tone. Uh, always wear my... Paracord bracelet, always got my Sunto compass watch. Uh, I can empty my pockets and show you I'm always prepared. I'm always prepared. Uh, And in that, I've used that many times, but God tells me it's about being prepared in the soul that matters the most. And and so I tell you, this scripture, I'm encouraging you uh, that you go home and you read the book of Colossians this week. Matter of fact, read read it tonight. You can get through it pretty quick because when you start reading it, you'll realize you can't stop. Each time I stopped and went to a scripture to try to read the scripture in preparation for what was coming tonight, I'd end up reading like five, six chapters because it's like, oh, 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 God, I can't preach all this. I can't preach all this. I think I got another hour. Uh, But uh, uh, I'm like, Lord, Minister your word, speak your truth to us in in your fullness. Because again, like I say, verse 14 says, but above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection, which like I told you is like super glue, the ligaments that hold it all together and let the peace of God rule in your hearts to which also you were called in one body and be thankful let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace. Excuse me, pardon me. Singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Guys, I'm telling you, man. You ever pass me on on I-24 going to Viana? I'm I am worshiping. If you were in the car, you'd have earplugs in, going, "Oh my gosh, this is horrible." I'm not a great singer. My, my wife and my kids seem to have picked all that up. I did not. Uh, uh, but I, I glorify my God. A while back, they, they uh, Caitlin started singing a song, and I was like, whoa. But it was just what was coming to her heart. I'm like, hey, hey, that's, that's mine. You're stealing my words. I sing that in my car to my Lord. What are you doing now? You can't be doing that. And 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 I'm one like Pastor John. I will give honor to those that God said, you know, to honor. And Caitlin, man, I I I honor her in the fact that man, she can she can walk us into some in a very intimate and personal time of worship with our Lord. And 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 I, I I thank God for that because man, those moments are are powerful. They're powerful to us. And 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 in that we have to, as as I just said in that scripture, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. And and you've seen how it said they're teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Now, I'm going to let you all read 18 on because I think I'm going pretty good right now. Uh, it's called The Christian Home. I'll let you all read that. It starts off with wives and submit. So, uh, uh, so, so I'll let you guys read that, but, but I will throw this in there. The word submit right there does not mean a military term like it does in other places. It means to come alongside. There is places in the Bible where submit is is to come underneath, to fall in order. And that's usually talking to us believers following Jesus and following his direction. Now, there's times he says, we're no longer a servant. He's sharing, I read that this week, you know, we're no longer a servant. He he lets us know what he's doing. Hey, guys, he's let us know what we're doing. It's just, are you willing to give the hand of fellowship? Are you willing to say, hey, Lord, can I ride this wave with you? Can I ride this out instead of sitting over here in the kiddie pool splashing, trying to make my own waves and pouting the whole time because it ain't seeming like it's going the way I think it should? Lord, can I jump on your, 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 uh, whether that bandwagon or the, that surfboard thing? I'd fall off if you didn't hold me. But, uh, but, uh, yeah, boogie, well, I can handle boogies because I lay on it and just hug it real tight. Uh, but, but believe me right there, I, it means, To come alongside. So it's not a bad thing. When you read it in context and you understand, it shows you the structure of the house and the family that God wants created for the benefit of the body of Christ. Because right behind that was being knitted together. It it all comes together. And and, and hey, everyone, I'll just break it down and, and say, hey, you know, in the scripture there where it says about, you know, we are the bride of Christ. So we have to submit to our to our husband, which is Christ Jesus. We got to understand the context and the concept of all this. Uh, again, I, I I say this encouragement to uh, to read those chapters and and to and to chase that out and to make sure that you are not allowing yourself to operate in a carnal mind, but a spiritual mind, that you are truly knitting the mind of Christ into you, and that you are, we're the body coming into the head. And, and you know, and as I always say, I stand under the covering of my pastor. He is my umbrella. He is my covering. And I and I submit to his leadership and his authority and, and the other pastors that have been put in play. And, and we have to learn to do that because, man, when, when that is done in, in the context of Scripture, you want to talk about the spirit presence of the Spirit being poured out? You want to talk about the pre- Because you know why? Because God comes where there's obedience. God can operate and move in a house that is full of obedience. Man, he can move in ways to where we could have the wave in here and then about knock us all over because he's, he's excited to see that people are willing to get in line with his word. It's like, oh, yes, great. Now I can open that window and pour it in on them. And we're already seeing it, church. We're already seeing it. So you all, you're, you're, you're the pep rally tonight, so you all got to take this and take it out and, and, and share it with other people and, and get them excited and happy and joyful about what God is doing and where God's taken us. And, man, I'm telling you, come expecting every time we're in the house of God, anticipating things that we've never seen or experienced, and put tradition behind us and let the power of the Holy Spirit move in us that is glorifying to Jesus Christ and Christ alone. Amen? Amen. Thank you.
1: Do I need to close in prayer? Stay here for a minute. Um, crazy thing is, and some of you guys that are in our life group, we just went through Colossians, or we didn't even go through it because we asked Roger Jolly to teach, and he said, "I want to just teach on the Book of Colossians." The first night that he taught, we went through what three scriptures. <laughs> it's a powerful book. If you haven't read it lately, you need to read it and and reread it. It's a short book, it is so. Bob Grisham says, if I ever told a new believer where to start reading, it would be the book of John and the book of Colossians, period. That's where you start reading. And so <clears throat> that was excellent. And one thing I got away, took, take away from this is we have to be prepared. Yes. We have to, we, we're, we're under uh, the shepherd of this church and we have to be prepared for not only what, He's preaching, you know, this ramp season that could mean a lot of different things for different people. Um, But we have to be prepared. And in Colossians 4, it says making the most of every opportunity. And we get faced with that every day at work, in the grocery store, everywhere you go. You're going to if you're in the mind of Christ, if you have the mind of Christ, you'll see opportunities. And you have to be prepared for that. And so, very good, Jeff. That was a good word. And I am and I'm, I'm, I'm I knew, you know, when I asked you, I knew that you would just bring a word to us. So, um, you guys thought it was good? Did everybody think it was good? It was a good word. So, um, close us out in prayer.
0: Father, I just glorify in you and I praise you. I thank you for this time and this opportunity, Lord. I ask that you will truly allow your word to find lodging in every heart that's in here, Lord, and and that it will bring forth fruit. Father, I'm praying for the hundredfold, that it brings an increase in each and everyone's life in here, Lord, that they will be blown away at what you're fixing to do. Lord, that the spiritual side of understanding just is the doors are thrown open. Like the door on the platform was, Lord, it's time to walk through the door that you have opened, Lord that you have opened for us to enter into and to see the power of the mighty Lord Jesus poured out and revealed in our presence, Lord, and to know that we're along for this ride, Lord. And I thank you for this, Lord. I give you glory and praise. I ask that you bless every household represented here, Lord. I ask that you give them traveling mercies, Lord, as you take them out from here, Father. Guide us, direct us, Lord. Be with our leadership, our pastors, our elders, uh, Lord, just bless them and continue to minister to them and lead them in the in the direction that you have for this body of believers that assemble here going in. Lord, we just pray for continued wisdom, Lord, and we just thank you. Bless the times that are coming up, the faith conference and, and so many other things, Lord. Just pour out your spirit, Lord. Pour out your spirit, Lord. Let your manifest presence come down. Whew, hallelujah. Let the manifest presence come and fill this place, Lord. I just give you glory and praise, and I thank you for this opportunity. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for listening to the Face Center podcast. To connect with us, go to facecenter.tv and fill out our connection card. We pray blessings over you and your family. We'll see you next time.